TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. As we are brought in by the fire tones of the Tongans, with whom we give all deference to. Uh, we haven't given deference in a couple weeks, so yes, we're sorry. We've been doing our, our deference pilgrimage. Can I we say haven't that? given public deference, but we privately are deferring all the time. Oh, we know better. Uh, we'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Outsider's Edge, with a special twist. We'll get to the special twist in a minute. First and foremost, it's your boy Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. Carl's doing dad duty, so of course you know it's Dakota to my Kenny, my boy Kyle Morris. What's up, sir? Oh, you know, I got my first COVID vaccine yesterday. I'm in a really great mood about that. Y'all, if you get the opportunity to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Do your part so that we can go to wrestling shows again. 69 million people have gotten va- have gotten vaccinated so far. That's amazing. Oh, I'm so super stoked because, again, like once I get the second shot... I'll feel comfortable putting a mask on and going to a show again. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's saying he can't wait to swing with his, swing his dick out. That's what he's trying to tell you. Oh, please. I can swing my dick out anytime. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Stories galore. So, we have... I, I would say we have a guest, but that's offensive to my brother. Because we got he's family. family in the building. And pour a glass, pop a top. Because this is not just the Outsider's Edge. Today, it's the Drunken Edge. We have the host of the DWI podcast. We have the host of the Three Man Weave podcast. We have the host of the Potter's War podcast. We have the host of Chair Shot Radio two days, not the main, not the midweek mainstay, but two other cool days. <laughs> and we have one of my really, really good friends in life. We have Mr. PC Tunney. What's up, my brother? It is an absolute pleasure to be here on the show. Love the show. Love both of you guys. And it's always fun to talk wrestling, you know. So happy Saturday morning. Pull back the curtain a little bit. Kayfabe's dead anyway, right? Oh, yeah. Kayfabe died in 03. I have talked wrestling. I have talked sports with this man this week. I have talked twice with this man this week. Y'all had a great weave this week. Thank you. I was proud of it. Yeah, y'all had a really great weave this week. It was an excellent episode. We have talked entertainment this week, and now we're talking wrestling. I feel like we just need to go steal DP show and talk some video games, and we've hit the gamut. Oh, it's always nice to go. I'm going to be honest with you. It's always nice to be on somebody else's show because you don't have to do any of the work. You just get to show up and talk. I mean, Rance is very public about the fact that I made his life when I took the plugs over on this show. Look, we're similar to Ricky and Clive in that Ricky calls himself talent, but we know Clive does all the work, right? But when Ricky does the plugs at the end of the show, you can see Clive's face physically like there's a load off. That's how I feel. I ain't got to do that stuff. 
I'm always here for you, my man. I'm always here for you. And I mean, we had to give the people an episode this week because, you know, the wrestling world keeps turning. We're on that road to WrestleMania. So much shit is going down. The road to the revolution of Ron is revolution this next week. That's true. That's right. That's right. AEW's got one of their big... Well, and that's the thing with AEW's current model. They do a lot of big dynamites, and so it doesn't feel like they only do three or four pay-per-views a year, but they still only actually do four pay-per-views a year, and so every time they have one, it's a big deal. So the the pay-per-views should matter. And most times they do. We there has not been a pay per view AEW has had that Cal and I have not purchased. We're on the fence about Revolution, but there's gonna be an exploding barbed wire death match, and I ain't never seen one of them, so I'm curious. No, but you know uh, the sad thing is, you know the sad thing is, we're on the fence about it. I would like to buy the show and then not watch the death match because like 30 year old Kyle can't do death matches. Okay. 20 year old Kyle was all about that shit. Give me the PVC pipes and the barbed wire and the crazy stunts and the explosions 30 year old me is just like oh oh please don't hurt yourself oh don't hurt yourself for me please please stop i'm the exact opposite that's what's funny about it i only want to see the the carnage and i want to see the revolution ladder match because i'm a ladder match mark tony you you want to see someone get jpp'd out there you want to see moxley with three fingers on one hand (laughs) well here's the difference moxley and omega are willingly blowing their bodies up. JPP did not consent to losing his fingers. No, no, no. I view Moxley and Omega in this match more like Undertaker and Foley in the Hell in a Cell, where you've got an Undertaker, in this case, Kenny Omega, who's here to do a job, and here to put on a good match, and here to give the best show that they can give, and if that means they gotta do some weird shit, they'll do some weird shit. And then you've got a Mick Foley type in Moxley who gives zero fucks about his body. At all. Does not care. It's like, oh yeah, burn me with a cigarette, man. Staple staple something to my nuts. I don't care. This is some jackass shit. Ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between, this will be the last time you will ever hear a comparison of Kenny Omega and The Undertaker. Well, in this ca- <laughs> in this one case, it made sense. It's at, it's very one at case, the same time we got at the same time we got comparing Steve O to John Moxley. So I, I like that it. is a bad Who the fuck uh, are you talking about? That fits. <laughs> I will tell you this though. I, I did put out a tweet like half trolling going, you know, it says a lot about AEW and its fan base that they're having this match, right? Like I just don't know that it's necessary for them to do this, right? You talk about Moxley and hell bent to get hurt. I bet you Renee is sitting at home going, you realize we're having a kid soon. I want you to have all of your limbs. We're having our (laughs) first kid. Well, you know what? what? I think maybe the reason he wants to do this is because he's like, all right, well, look, I got to get my one last ride out before I got to go straight and narrow with the kid. If that's the case, I still think it's stupid. I think the match type is dumb as hell, and that's why I want to see it. Like, you, okay, remember old WCW? You remember the the San Francisco 49er on a pole match? How stupid that was? The I paid for that. The era of WCW. We're just going to put everything, for everything on a pole. Was it Buff Bagwell's mom on a... Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Judy yeah, okay. Bagwell on a forklift match. Yeah. Ah. Hey, hey, forget what y'all talking about. Ju- uh, Buff Bagwell versus Chris Canyon. Positively Chris Canyon was one of the Chris most Canyon. fun feuds of that dog. The... the 
the the videos of Canyon randomly running up to people and giving them the Canyon Cutter is some of the best TV yeah, you'll ever yeah. see. As the as the token gay on the network, I gotta give an RIP to Chris Canyon, paving trails yeah. even when he didn't realize it. Uh, Man. I'll just say. I would say close to 80% of the roster wish they knew and performed their character as well as Canyon did his. Oh, I'll absolutely. Just... Absolutely. And, and so simple. Like, who better than Canyon is so you know simple. The Jersey you know drive was so simple. And what's so sad to me is, and I mean, there's a million different things you can speak about with Canyon when you think about sadness, but the performance center was built for him. He would have been... Matt Bloom, William Regal, uh, Robbie Brooks. That, performers like, you know, I, I meant what I said when I was talking about blazing trails. Performers like Jake Atlas and Effie and Pero, like, they absolutely would have been sitting was, at the, sit, like, sitting at the foot of Canyon to hear the stories and to, like, learn how to survive in the industry. And I, I just, I hate it for, I hate it for anybody in, my community who took their life when they were really young because they haven't gotten to see a much more accepting world. Yeah. Um, and so it's just so tragic for me when I think about Canyon, because he, like you said, he was so talented and he had so much to offer this business and he loved wrestling. He loved quick wrestling. Question, quick question for you that we need to get to the topics because we, we have a bit of, of a abbreviated show today. You know how they have uh, kind of a Japanese Lizon, uh, <laughs> which is a uh, Funaki, or yeah. a Lizon for different groups. Do you think they should have an LGBTQ Lizon? Or is that too on the nose? Is that, would that be offensive? Oh, it, it wouldn't be offensive. It wouldn't be offensive. I think it's it's harder to have an LGBT uh, liaison than it is to have a racial liaison. Because LGBT is so many communities rolled into one. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, and in and in ways that are different than within a racial group, like lesbians yes. and gays and transgender people and asexual people, like we're all living very different journeys, and we're all dealing with very different forms of discrimination. And they want to put you all in one box. I put you right, right. Whereas when it's race based discrimination, everybody's on a very different journey, and everybody's their own unique individual. But the discrimination you're facing because of your race is discrimination you're facing because of your race. Yeah, very. It's, very, it's a very similar conversation in walk. Like Funaki can help all of the Japanese wrestlers, even if they're from different walks of Japan, different different cultures in Japan, but they're still all from Japan. I, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was but, just uh, curious about that. What you're talking about, Canyon and the kids sitting at his foot. It just seems like one is more about being more culturally accepted and just getting to know and understand a different culture than yours. Whereas being gay doesn't make you a different person. It, exactly. It just, you should just be treating them the same anyway, regardless exactly. of whether you know or not, or think who yeah. gives We're, a shit. Our, exactly. Our current, our current thought within the community is like, and Jake Atlas did a really good interview on WWE social media recently where he talked about oh, with McKenzie. Yeah. With, with McKenzie, McKenzie where yeah. he talked a little bit about this, like, Part of what we're pushing for now is, okay, we've gotten to the, like, you accept that we exist phase. You you have allowed us to be in your spaces. Now we would like to get to the point where, like, it doesn't matter so much that, like, you don't bring it up. Like, like yeah. we're, we're trying to get to that point where he's not Jake Atlas, gay WWE superstar. 
he's Jake Atlas, Mexican WWE superstar, who happens to also be gay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate Jake Atlas. And a lot of, and most of the, the, the wrestlers now who are gay, with the exception of Effie, who leans heavy into it, because their gimmick has nothing to do with their sexuality. Jake Atlas is exactly. just a good wrestler. And that's right? by Hero is just a badass wrestler. And even Effie leaning into it is also by design because the community is going to have to have somebody who basically falls on that sword and gets typecast and gets pigeonholed. And so Effie was just like, well, I can make shit tons of money doing it. And I grew up in South Carolina, so, like, I don't give a fuck. Um, And the part of South Carolina he grew up in, not tolerant at all. Oh, there's there's tolerance in South Carolina? We have three or four cities where it's safe. Monk's Corner, where he's from, not one of them. He's from Monk's Corner. That's shout out to Charlemagne the God. Yeah. Okay. I, I, so yes, we went around the world, but I, that that's I love those conversations because you get different perspectives. Wow, I'm sounding like PC. That's exactly what PC says when he's transitioning. Oh, great conversation. I loved that. But anyway, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> hey, let, everybody, carny journalism's differently. You're right. You're right. Hashtag, speaking of carny journalism, go to ProSNTs.com slash the chair shot. Go get some shirts. Hashtag journalism. Jesus did the job. The winner is you. Ben Wagon Nerds. The original Corona shirt. Not virus. Oh, and the Baron the Corbin Corona. endorsed Baron Corbin suck shirt. Shout out to the homie Baron. Um, we talked about Moxley real quick. I know, I know Paul White's the bigger topic, but because we talked about Moxley and it just happened last night, we're recording this on Saturday morning, y'all. John Moxley, who was walked into New Japan Strong as the year and a half long, I believe, I, uh, IWGP US Heavyweight Champion, faced Kenta, who's been chasing this dude forever with the briefcase, and Moxley won. What? What, what do you think? So, I have dueling thoughts. My first thought was, Y'all went through all of this shit just so you could get Moxley able to perform in the company so you could finally get this fucking belt off of him and then kept the fucking belt on him. Um, Which means that this working agreement between AEW and New Japan is going to be much longer and much bigger than originally maybe we even had speculated, um, is my first thought. But my second thought is the same thought that I had before all of this happened when it comes to Moxley and the title, which is what the fuck is your end game? How long are y'all just going to drag this belt on his ass? Like Kenta was the obvious choice. He spent all of his time with that briefcase, making it relevant, keeping the title on people's lips, like a name that the American audience knows because that is something that they care about because they are trying to use this belt with their expansion into North America. And so I'm just like, what the fuck is your goal? I see. I'll take the other, I'll take the other side of it and say that, you know, they made us pay attention. They're he's, Everybody's continuing to pay attention. Now we're all talking about it. Like if he loses that belt a week from now, no one even gives a shit anymore over here. I would imagine. But at the same time, like you said, the thing that makes me hopeful is I want to see a bigger working relationship between New Japan and AEW because I'm not thoroughly impressed with what's going on with AEW right now. Like, to in all honesty, I don't think John Moxley is that great. That's just 
where I come from, right? Dean Ambrose is not lighting the world on fire. Thank you. Thank you. I have been (laughs) banging the drum of Dean Ambrose, the B-plus player, for a couple of months now. I'm not saying he's garbage. Never said he's garbage. Dean Ambrose is lower top card, upper mid card. Dean Ambrose is Kane in the Attitude Era. If I need a world challenger, I can put him in there in a second, and you're going to believe it. But if I need a world champion, nah, son, that ain't it. Ray's losing his shit over there. Well, that he's losing his shit because he knows that the marks, it, the marks over at All Friends Wrestling, four marks by marks, where the rule, um, where the don't matter. learned the, and the points the wins. don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, they we're love- going to get destroyed. Please. Well, we are because they loved Moxley's title run and they thought it was so amazing and they thought that it like proved how WWE dropped the ball. And I'm just like, did we watch the same title run? Because I watched a man give the same promo for six months and then proceed to have a bunch of three star matches that if Cody Rhodes were out here having, y'all would be shitting on. All right, let me jump in here. Number one, I'm a shield mark at the to the highest degree. So even by proxy. I have to defend Moxley. Okay. I mean, now I'm not there, but again, you know, there's no shame in not being as good as the Friday Night Messiah or our tribal chief. There is no, no. shame in being third best. He absolutely is the third best of the group, but it's but it's not like one, two, and then a long three. It's, it's close. I will say this: the title reign was not great, but it was dominant, which is what something we don't get often. He, I know he cut the same promo to you, but they were still good, compelling promos. Most importantly, he feels like a different person because he actually cares for once. Moxley and Moxley and Ambrose are the same character. It's just he didn't play Ambrose with the same vigor that he does Moxley. That's all. That's the only difference. So, go, 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 jump in. No, jump in. Go. No, no. Let Ray finish his thought. Um, to to speak to the match, I'm with you, Tony, in that. This is probably the most they'll get out of it in terms of interest because last night, Mox versus Kenta was trending worldwide. Like at, I think at its highest, it was number three in the world. Now, so why, I've, I can't. Why can't, they do it again? why can't they do it again? I'm not saying they won't, but I'm just saying at this point, I'm just saying from a fatigue standpoint, I feel like fans are maybe not the gatekeepers or the diehards, but the people who would actually, the people who make a difference that would tune into stuff like this, like me, because I would watch. I'm I am so tired and fatigued of this U- U.S. Championship debacle, and like I I I like Moxley in New Japan more than I like Moxley in AEW, but I I'm so too. tired. I'm just so tired of this. What is going on? You spoke about New Kenta. Japan still feels very listless to me. Not the whole not the whole promotion, most of it, but I, I I think I agree with you on that. But you talk about Kenta in the briefcase. Kenta was defending the briefcase like it was a championship. Because they don't have the championship. So it's like I'm just really fatigued as to what they're going to do with it. And the forbidden door is clearly the reason. I'm with that. I Absolutely. get it. Yeah, this, this is a reason to keep the IWGP. This is right. a reason to keep the IWGP US championship on national television in front of 800,000 people every single week. My only, my only counter to that, though, would be something that I've maintained about AEW's fan base from the jump. AEW's fan base is almost entirely diehards, and the people that are in AEW's diehard fan base probably already had New Japan World or were buying the big New Japan shows. And and I'll give it to you, Tony. If they did, 
even if they didn't, AEW hasn't made you want to watch New Japan before because they've never acknowledged Moxley as the champion until Kenta came. Watch every episode of Dynamite. They never say the AEW world champion and New Japan. No, they never said that. The only time they've ever acknowledged he won that championship was when Kenta came over because Kenta came specifically to take the championship. So, like, at that point, what's the point? I'll be an equal opportunity basher of of the shield members and say that seth rollins gimmick right now is running a little thin on me as well okay if it gives well, me just, a one-on-one cesaro match at wrestlemania i won't say a goddamn word i'll just throw that out there before anybody comes at me and about my dean ambrose comments but the other thing is they got enough belts in new japan anyway so not a big deal for this one not being around for so long the last thing is aw's relationship with new japan and, and you pointed it out is it it's so short term what they doing with impact, what they're doing with new Japan. It's like they just want to see the payoff instantaneously instead of being so much more thinking about the long game, especially what they should be doing at this young stage. Who cares what the ratings are right now? Build your characters and your storylines so that it's AEW, not bringing in sting, not bringing in big show, not consistently bringing in WWE guys. And then they don't even do anything with them. I mean, what is Miro doing over there? The same nothingness he was doing in WWE before he left. So if you're going to say we're not WWE, but then you pick up all the WWE stuff and you do short-term booking, you're never going to advance your company where you want to be. And with these working relationships, something that you both have brought up that I think really is worth mentioning a lot more, especially in light of all of this like Tony Khan dick riding that people are doing right now. Um Nothing about these partnerships has been orchestrated in a way to encourage you to watch New Japan or NWA or MLW. And outside of that very first week when they made the big deal about Kenny appearing on Impact, nothing about this ongoing partnership is designed in a way to get people to watch Impact. The only company that is being positioned to gain anything is... AEW. And from AEW's perspective, I get the the concept of you want your guys to shine the brightest in the end, but like I'm going to bring up the WWF ECW program from the mid-90s as an example of what I'm talking about here where like they brought the ECW people in to Raw to antagonize WWF superstars. Then they had the WWF people talk about I'm going to show up on your fucking show and I'm going to see how you like it. To encourage people to watch the ECW shit and tune in and maybe pick up on a character or two. And then eventually it falls apart in the end and the WWF guys shine the brightest because that was the end goal. To your point, Tommy Dreamer has come out and said that the way they're going about this with Impact is hurting Impact. I don't know if you watch those stupid little promo commercials that Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone do. But the one this week was so egregious because they basically made fun of Impact the whole time. With they make Impact, Impact World out champions. to be the B roster that we joke about Impact being. But the thing is, it's not a funny joke when you're doing it as the promoter. It's a funny joke amongst the fans because we can talk about how Impact are like cockroaches. They never die. And they've done literally everything. And a lot of it has been really fucking terrible. And we can laugh at that. But if you're like a business partner and you're trying to grow this brand and improve the standing of this company, this company, by the way, that's owned by 
a company who cares about them so much that they bought a fucking cable network to put them on. A company that has a show that's available in like 90 million households. Like, yeah. and you've yeah, got a roster with 95 people on it and only two hours of actual television and now like seven hours of YouTube shows. But you're talking about how like that's pushing the needle and that's that hot shit. And I'm just like, but at the same time, you're super fucking ratings obsessed. So which is it? You, this company that depends on YouTube for literally everything, literally everything. You got being the elite. You got AEW Dark. You got all of your podcasts that you put on YouTube. You got all of these guests that you put on YouTube. You do these fancy tournaments and shit that are YouTube exclusive. You bring in all these fucking Joshis because you're trying to grow your women's division. And you put half of the fucking Japanese bracket on goddamn YouTube. But at the same fucking time, you are the same company pushing Jericho as the demo god, and we're talking about how great we are at winning the ratings war? Y'all more social media than any fucking body. Which is it? Does TV matter? Does social media matter? Or is the truth what we've been saying all along, but y'all too fucking myopic to want to admit it? The truth is they both fucking matter because people watch TV differently today. Get off your bullshit. What if AEW is secretly just one gigantic episode of Monty Python in wrestling? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Monty Python had a lot of memorable skits. Come on. You can't tell me that Jericho cutting promos with Vanguard 1 wasn't some classic shit, man. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Trolling. I had to get, I'm trolling. I had to get that off. I'm no, no, I'm sorry. No, I, just, I had to get that off my chest. I had. To I don't. I, I don't feel like there's anything for us to talk about anymore after that. My God, oh, that fire! I had, I'm sorry. I just, I had to get it out. Like this company depends no. on YouTube, and they are the same company and the same fan base that's shitting on WWE for bringing up YouTube and Twitter numbers. Like y'all doing well, the same shit. Let's 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 try to knock out these last two topics since nobody else is going to care about anything else that we say after this. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm happy that look that that was fantastic. I pushed the mic away. I got comfortable in the chair. Um, speaking of YouTube, they have AEW Dark. They've added another AEW Dark elevation because they have hired as Tony alluded to. Probably the biggest shot across, a big the biggest shot across the party line since Sting, and that is bringing in Paul White, formerly known as the Big Show. Now, and henceforth, we have decided will be known as the Dynamite Giant, Paul White. That was Giant any version of him, but yeah, something of the sort. Because you know they're going to call him the Giant back because of the WCW days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Now, of course, as most of you would have thought, that Big Show would have been a WWE lifer. Um, every single minute he's ever wrestled has been either in the WWE or owned by a company or wrestled in the company that's owned by WWE. Um, but apparently they either they fell out or the business. I don't buy the fell ended. out. Like people want that to be the narrative is oh there was this big falling out there was this big falling out y'all. I ain't gotta hate nobody if Rance offers me a contract and it's for. You know, we're poor people. So if Ranch offers me a contract and it's for like $50,000 and then PC offers me a contract for seventy-five, 
I'm gonna look at Rance and be like, yo, bro, I love you. You're always my best friend. I will ride or die with you. I'm gonna sign with PC over here for 25 grand more. Sure. Jesus. But I think but there's a difference when you reach the level that Big Show has, because if I'm offering you a million and and if if in the same instance, if if Rance is offering Big Show a million and Tony's offering offering Big Show a million twenty-five, you know, there's there, that money isn't going to be that big of a difference when you spent 22 years with one company. Oh, see, I don't believe in company loyalty. Um, you know, and here's why I don't believe in company loyalty. I don't believe in being loyal to the company because I damn sure know the company ain't going to be loyal to me. And, and if, well, it's, a, you and if say it's an that. industry like this, and it's an industry like this, they know that. And I'm saying, I'm not saying there's no loyalty at all. Vince has a degree of loyalty, but Vince will also fire your ass real and- fucking quick. He ain't never I, fired Big Show. He's always been loyal to Big Show. Even when Big Show should have been fired, he kept him. So there, there's no animosity between Vince and Big Show in the same ilk that there's no animosity between Vince and Jericho. Like, I think it's more when like Jericho's, when Jericho's done with AEW and he wants to come back to WWE for one last Rumble, the Mania run, boom, done. Big Show wants to come back and go back and sign that Legends contract and show up once in a while for Vince done but they don't need him to do any more than that right now and i think big show wanted to do more the opportunity presented itself and he knew that he was in good standing i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't go into vince's office and be like if you tell me not to do this i won't do it and vince is like i'm not going to tell you not to do it maybe we'll see you down the road but do you think it was any coincidence that on smackdown last night edge was wearing an andre the giant t-shirt shortly Ah. after white goes to AEW, just to remind everybody there's only one giant, and his name was Well, Andre. and his name was the giant because he was the kayfabe son of Andre. Just throwing that out there. But um, I think that you hit the nail on the head in what it really is, and I think Jericho is a perfect comparison for that exact reason as well. I think a lot of this just comes down to Vince looked at Big Show and was just like, bro, I need you for like three appearances a year max. And otherwise, I need you for, like, public relations and shit. And, and that's the other about it. The other thing that didn't help is his Netflix show didn't get re... Yeah, re- his Netflix re- show was he done. definitely not left WWE had that happen. Absolutely, agree. His Netflix show got canceled by Netflix, which is something that Netflix will do. They will greenlight literally anything, and then at the drop of a hat, decide, nah, that costs too much money for us to keep it. We're done. Um... But yeah, I think that that's exactly it. I think it came down to Big Show, and we know this because we've seen his Instagrams and shit. He's put in so much work over the last few years to get himself into really ridiculous shape, and he wants to do a limited schedule where he gets to do a handful of matches a year, and he wants to be involved in the product more, and Vince didn't need him for any of that. And that's, that's, That's exactly the thing. He was retired. He, he was done wrestling in WWE. His last match was, I believe, the match against uh, McIntyre WrestleMania. He was done. Um, it was just an ambassador. So, yes, I, I believe this was solely about being able to wrestle again, which leads to my big, my big concern is, why the fuck would you want him to wrestle again if you're AEW? What possibly could that do for your company at this point? Well, I mean, this is the same company that let 61-year-old Sting with a spine different, though. from Mache take a powerbomb. I agree with you, but that's different because Sting actually was a draw. Sting actually he, brings interest. They can use Big Show to put over a younger, 
bigger talent, right? They can give Big Show a run where he looks like the Big Show again. He can even win. He doesn't even have to win the title. He could win the TNT championship. And it's easy happens. to do because, like, not. I don't mean this disrespectfully. It's a, Carl would mean this disrespectfully, but I don't mean this disrespectfully. It's easy to do because AEW is a roster mostly full of little guys. Like most yeah. of their roster would be considered smaller performers. I mean, you could put over a guy like uh, Luchasaurus Rex or or yeah. the Murder Hawk easily if yeah. they give him. Or, or, yeah. I mean, whoever you believe in, whoever is another your biggest guy that you believe in, it's going to be a champion. You can turn them into even more so and more believability by running them with Big Show. Do you think it matters when we when we? Ha- so that's why Sting is different to me, because we saw Sting wrestle essentially three matches, right, in WWE, and I'm counting the, the chin on Raw. And but before that, we hadn't seen Sting wrestle for years before that, and it's been years since then. So anything Sting does is still new and it's still interesting. Big Show been getting his ass beat every week for years, fresh on the mind. Well, so is it not done? Is, is it still a thing? Well, what I found more interesting, picking on that same token, and again, this comes back to AEW's fans are the worst. I don't even hate the company as much as I hate their fan base. Um, this is the, They are the same part of the wrestling fan base that constantly was shitting on Big Show. But the second the announcement was made that he signed with AEW, it was always this yes! like, oh, well, we got the Big Show! Oh, how much did Vince fuck up if Big Show wanted to leave? Oh, yay. And I'm just like, y'all didn't want to see Big Show literally yesterday. Literally yesterday, I could have asked you how you felt about him, and you'd have been like, he old, he done. Yeah. Well, yeah, we know what what that is. We know about the BS that is. Nonetheless, I'm happy for Show, only because I like Show as a dude. I think he's really cool, really good And I'm happy for anybody who takes Tony Khan or Vince McMahon blood money. I'm happy for anybody to take their money because that means they don't have it. Take it all. Take it. I yeah. Take it all. I it, I'm I still feel weird about the situation, but I'm if he's happy, I'm happy. Um, I'll tell you this though, I don't get. I already don't. Get, I already don't give a shit about watching the show in general. I give less of a shit now because Paul White is there. That's just me. Um, I don't give less of a shit because he's there. But I've been saying this for a long time. PC brought it up on the show today. You've said this before. Like, these AEW people can miss me with that we're not the same as WWE bullshit. Because y'all do the exact same shit. You go out and get every former WWE guy that you can scoop up that you think is worth it. And and don't even try to tell me that y'all don't. Because they gave Matt Cardona a courtesy match. Now, granted, that's because him and Cody are besties. But it don't That's matter. The only reason it don't fucking matter. They still gave his ass a match when he got released. It don't matter like the points and the wins. Yeah, no lessons learned and the points don't matter. So I want to move on to our final topic today. And this is a topic that uh Percival Charles brought to us. And I I I really think this is so this this is right in my alley because yeah. Cal hates whenever I hit him with the text about this. I wanna, I want to let PC introduce it. Let PC introduce it. It was his idea. Give us the rundown on your chat on your topic. Well, I was just thinking we got two official matches now for WrestleMania. Our Royal Rumble winners have officially challenged, right? So we got Sasha and Bianca, and we have Roman, and we also have Edge. We talked about already wearing the Andre the Giant shirt, but 
there's other belts, other matchups. I mean, the other two world titles are still unbeknownst what's going to be happening with Asuka and The Miz. Obviously, a lot of things happening between now and Mania with The Miz. Just wondering what you guys' thoughts would be on, on the best thing as fans. What would you like to see these other belts have in store at WrestleMania? So is this a what would we like to see, or is this a preview what you think is actually going to happen topic? No, let's not talk about what you think is going to happen. Let's 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 get let's have more fun than that. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, so I think, unless you think it's the same thing, in some some cases, I think they are. Um, I think so. For example, I think uh, the match I want the most is I want to see the Street Profits versus the Usos for the tag championships. It's going to take a lot of shit to get there, but I want that bad. Like I want that match in my veins. I'm here for I'm here for Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. I think that would be dope for the women's championship, but Charlotte would be involved some kind of way I'm imagining. Um the Miz situation, I love it and I hate it because I hate that I can't pre- preview what the fuck is happening. But I love that I can't preview what the fuck is happening. So it's like a fantastic like shot in the arm of what's going on right now. Um, I think we're going to end up with some version of Lashley and Drew and Sheamus. But you know what would be really fun for me? Honestly, if I'm, if I'm keeping the buck with you, give me Miz versus Lashley and Drew versus Sheamus, and then the winners fight each other at the end of the night for the championship. Or do, the, or do them on night one, and then the winners face off on night two for the championship. See, the thing with Miz that is interesting to me now, because I think the plan was to give him this belt to kind of throw, you know, throw a little bit of a mix into this storyline and then eventually get it off of him because him and Morrison are the perfect guys to go in a tag team match and get with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. And by all accounts, that's guaranteed. Hurt is John Morrison, though, because John Morrison got hurt in the match that he had. So is he out? That could change these plans completely. I hope he's not. That hurt. I do. I love me some Jomo. I'm super happy for his wife. Um, but Morris would have a month, over a month to, to heal up if he is hurt. So I, I don't. And I, if he was, if he was that injured, like he would have been involved as much now. as he was. Yeah, and he wouldn't have been as involved as he was Monday. Because, you know, he had a match and he had a, a second segment. I hope he's not. Um, but that the, the WWE Championship is, I can't remember the last time I've been this interested in what's going to happen with it. Going into a mania. Because every year, you know what's happening. Ooh. Okay. It happened so, when he said this report. It's yeah. landed with his knee hitting the floor. It's when he did that. He did oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah board thing that he said was exactly how he practiced it and showed like a clip of him practicing it before um and i'm just like cool man just because you practiced something doesn't make it a good idea there's a reason we springboard with our feet just because you can springboard with your leg doesn't mean that's a good idea and now we know and now john morrison knows <laughs> yeah so what would you do what would you do with AJ? Man, I thought for sure AJ was going to win the title at, at Elimination Chamber. I thought him getting beat by Drew McIntyre with fans at WrestleMania with Omos on the outside just kind of could lead to Omos and AJ and turning Omos into something that's 
a big guy that's going to make money down so the wait, road. So wait, so they actually plan on letting Omos wrestle? Because, like, I have legitimately been uncertain on if that's ever, like, part of their plan. He must, or he's just be there there to be, like, big he must body. Be working, he must be working somehow, because the other week you could see that they clearly had invisible skin over his gigantic uh, bump and gash on his forehead. And now if you kind of look at him physically within the last four to six weeks... He has less of a beer gut than he did. He didn't really have a beer gut, but he had a little bit of a tire. And you can see that's all coming down together. So I hope he's training. The guy, I think, he already has a great personality without even saying much. He just has a presence, and that's easily learned by standing around with AJ all day. I mean, that that can't do anything but help him. I I don't know what they're going to do with AJ, but whatever they do, it's going to be meaningful, I would imagine. And by the way, uh, you thinking AJ was going to win the belt? And win the championship and face Drew at WrestleMania, that you're getting that from another AJ. That's coming from another AJ. I'm I'm imagining. No, no, I I brought that up, and he always he, AJ Belaz is who we're talking about, and his older brother is Andrew, so it's AJ and Drew, and he says I don't want that to happen because AJ never beats Drew. That's his whole. He never beats his big brother. So, yeah, I, Fortunate for him, he doesn't have to relive his childhood trauma where balls apparently used to beat his ass or something. I don't know. I don't. Know. Gosh, I imagine don't. getting your ass beat by balls. <laughs> Big balls and little balls, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, are we all in agreement that we're going to see Big E versus Nigerian Apollo Cruz? Is that a thing? We all um, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's probably a thing. That Did seems you... like where they're building it. Um, I'm here so, for it. Back down. I, see, I didn't see SmackDown yet because it's eleven o'clock in the morning, and I was with my, um, I was with my. Be be uh, good, be good, Kyle, be good. My adult friend for adult times yesterday. Oh boy! All right, uh, but yes, Apollo Cruz has doubled down on his Nigerian roots. So he's going. He's, he's going full Uha Nation. Pretty much, like I'm here for Apollo going full Uha. That was the best version of Apollo, anyway. Pretty much, that's so. Yes, and it's he's he's interesting for the first time since he debuted. So what do you? Okay, so you got that for the IC. What uh, we got Riddle on the U.S. side of the game. What what do you see going on there? Keith Lee, obviously, has got to be what we're looking at, right? The only thing I want going on for Matt Riddle is yep, a court appearance, (laughs) a pink slip. Yeah, no, Riddle and Keith Lee would be fun. If yeah. if we have to see look, Matt Riddle's a fantastic wrestler. It's he just is. A guy. He's very good. He's um, just a piece of shit. Yeah. So him versus Keith Lee would probably be the move. I really want to see Keith Lee and Lashley. I thought that would have been the perfect mid-card match for WrestleMania. But if Lashley's world champion, I'm with it. Do you do you think Lashley is gonna win the world championship? Yes or no? Yes, one hundred percent. Absolutely, and Rance, the perfect mid-card match at WrestleMania is an NXT match. It's the triple threat match between Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole Bebe. Well, so hold on. First and foremost, I don't even think Adam Cole going to handle Roddy before that. So don't no. worry about hey, that. Hey, 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 hey. You let my boy Roddy have something. You let him have something. I would let him have a lot of things. I'll see. <laughs> there we go again. I'll let him have his uh, fake uh, Kill Switch Engage music back. Um, no. Had you seen what Finn tweeted out about him and Connor with Triple H as the ref? And Connor responded? 
I fucking hate Conor McGregor so much. It would be huge. It would be fucking huge. I'm not going to sit here. Is and that because down. Conor can't win MMA fights anymore? I've, I've no, got to get no, the bag some kind I, of way. <laughs> I genuinely dislike him as a person. Like, I do you like Finn? I do, do like, like Finn. Finn. I well, do let like that dislike of, and I know that's not how you how your, your wrestling fandom works, but for those who are like Kyle, let that disdain of Conor McGregor Fuel your interest in the match for wanting to see Finn Balor. It's perfect wrestling. It's, it's perfect wrestling. It, what I hate about it, it's perfect wrestling. What I hate about it is this man, like, ugh, I hate knowing that I'm contributing to shitty people making money. And I that do it was so funny. much. If you think about it from the other point of it, Finn Balor's going to make a lot more money in that match than he would any other match he would ever have in his entire wrestling this career. Facts. This is facts. This is facts. So have him defend the night before against Karrion Cross or whoever Adam Cole, whoever it is, and then have the money match with him and Connor at WrestleMania? Well, this, Kurt Angle said that the most money he ever made for one match is when he fought Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, and there was really not much of a storyline to that. It wasn't a main event. It wasn't for a belt, but it all depends on who you wrestle is what kind of money you're going to make. And for the record, that's still the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. And I know a lot of people got other reasons, got other ones. That is the most fantastic, most enthralling, most perfectly executed I'll, wrestling match I've ever seen. I think AEW's going to change your mind with this deathmatch explosion thing going on this next uh, week. Oh, you're Wait, right. It, it, sorry, I couldn't get rid of everything. See, I always break down I always break down best match I've ever seen into the best match I've ever seen live and then the best match I've ever seen like televised. Because... I think there's a huge difference because without the commentary and all that shit, like it's a whole different ball game. So like for me, the best match I've seen live from an engagement and fun standpoint was Broken Hardys versus the Young Bucks at Supercard of Honor. Okay. That latter match. Like the crowd the was match, yeah. hot as match. shit. That was the height of the broken characters. It was the like final blow off in that feud and like that from a live show standpoint was the greatest shit i've ever fucking seen my top match that i've ever seen is probably hbk undertaker 2 daniel bryan versus triple h at wrestlemania 30 oh yeah that's another really good one um Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, King of the Ring. Yes, I was just thinking. That's my I was favorite match. Just thinking, you know, low key, one of my favorite matches of all time is the street fight between Shane and Kurt. From Shane going through the glass to the angle slam off the platform on the top turnbuckle. I've written columns about this match. That is my favorite match ever. They didn't. Oh. Uh, they didn't. AEW fans. They didn't need barbed wire or explosions either. Just they also just didn't use the gimmick glass. It didn't break the first time, so Shane and Kurt were just like, fuck it, run it back, throw me again. Did y'all ever hear the reason why they didn't use a gimmick glass? Did y'all uh, know why? I think it had something to do with it. It shattered too easily, and it made it look trash. No, it was because when the pyro went off, it was going to shatter. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So it was, they were like, we, 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 we got to get to this match first. And it's gonna just when we have the opening because that's back when they had those huge pyro explosions. Well, and it's also back when you know this was the heart of the height of Kurt's "You Suck" era, so he would have had pyro right behind the glass. He wrestled three times that night. Remember? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I right. that he had to win the King of the Ring. Well, Christian first lost the Edge in the championship in the main in the King of the Ring final, and then uh, Shane. All right, what else we got? Oh, sh- oh are we going to get Shane versus Braun, sir? I, does you want to see that? I don't really want to see that. No. You know, I'm, 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 well, hold on real quick. I'm a Shane Mark. I'm not saying I want to see him wrestle, but I'm a Mark for Shane. But they are having too much interaction right now to make me think otherwise. A match I want to see, but I can't quite figure out how you even make it work because these characters don't. Right now, they're not aligned with each other, and you would have to stretch it a lot. Man, I want Jimmy to come back with Jay, and I want them to go against Kevin and Sammy. Oh, but okay. I, no, but I just can't figure out a way to make Sammy and Kevin align right now. Because well, KO is super face, and Sammy's in the middle of the greatest character ever. Well, in, 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 in that same breath, I want to finally get Kevin versus Sammy at a WrestleMania with fans. Give me that match. Let that be a mid-card staple. Let Kevin and let Sammy have the, the give them 20 minutes, let them tell their story. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Because I'm the one who sells your profits. I'm looking at it. Oh, see, so you brought up the tag team. I would love to see Ray and Dominic win the tag titles at WrestleMania. I think that would be a really cool moment for them. That could springboard Dominic into some other kind of storyline. I don't know if we're going to see that. I don't Wait know. That. I mean, the, the storyline. You, you must not listen. To, hold on, real quick, Kyle. You must not listen to the show because you mentioned that word with the D word around Kyle. <laughs> Fuck Dominic. But like the storyline, the storyline there is when Dominic eventually turns on Ray. That's the storyline we're all waiting for. Is like, all right, either, and it doesn't necessarily mean Dominic is the bad guy in the situation. Ray could just be a dick. And give him shitty advice, and it keeps backfiring. And Dominic could just be like, "Dude, fuck you! I got to do this my own way." He was already di- he was already a dick to Leo. You never let me do nothing, Dad. God. Oh yeah, it'll be a battle of whose promos are worse. And Ray is still smaller. <laughs> Gonna get his ass whooped by his child. <laughs> hey, but w- but when he turns heel, he's got to change his name to Dominic Guerrero. He's got to come out to the. Can you feel the heat? No, what do you no, guys no, see no, for the no. what do you guys see for the women? I lie, I cheat, I steal. Well, no, that's it. But I'm, uh, it's, uh, I'm talking about the hill version of the music. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what do you guys see for Shayna and Nia? Uh, I want to see Dakota and Raquel just because they won the Dusty Classic and it's good a time as any to do the match. Well, they wrestled that, that that match is Wednesday. How would you feel if the Bellas came back? Because that's the inner rumblings. I don't care. I don't I don't care because I don't hate the Bell I, I don't hate the Bellas and I respect Nikki as a performer. Bree has never been better than trash. She's never been better than trash. Nikki became a respectable wrestler whose career was cut short by a neck injury. Yeah, um I agree with I'm, the Nikki. I'm here, I'm here for the Bellas, but I don't think they're ready yet. They just have babies. They're not in ring shape. Well, and I think they, their goal is Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, yeah. You took it out of my mouth. They're looking. For, they're looking to come back for LA. Um, I, initially, I wanted to see Shayna versus Nia because it's just it feels like they've been they've been too contentious for so long. I want to see Dakota and Raquel win the titles, oh, but now I'm I missed the obvious answer. Lana and uh, Naomi. Yeah. 
that's what's that's, that's probably gonna team. happen. Well, yeah. So, but I so I I was hoping to be uh, Dakota and Raquel that would win the titles, but I'm convinced Raquel's turning on Dakota Wednesday. So, to go to get pushed to fight Io at, for for the championship at a uh, takeover. So yeah, yeah Ronda Naomi makes sense. You're, Can we talk I, about? I, I agree with you that I'm staying down in NXT just just because that that women's division down there isn't as strong as it has been in previous years. I disagree. I think oh, I, I was going to say I disagree. I think their women's division is fire right now, but uh, not at the top of the not at the top of the card. Like as strong as it. Like I'm not saying the women's division is bad, but if you think about the the people that have been that have been stacked up at the top of that women's division for the last two three years, it's not quite there as where it used to be. I, again, I disagree with you, and I think the only reason we think that is because EO beats everybody. Yeah, I, I think it's got more to do with EO's title reign has undercut some of the people. Like, good example, she's on, she's still on fire because her character work is just so fucking good. Candice, when she was, like, at the height of this, like, pixie turn shit, like, she should have taken the belt off EO, even if just temporarily. But it undercut that character to have her lose and she's just one example and candace lost eo i believe three times yeah and that's what i mean like it undercut the character and this is a problem that wwe runs into sometimes because they're so committed to evil um good triumphs over evil in the end that like you build these dastardly heel characters who are supposed to be so smart and supposed to be a step ahead and supposed to be doing x y and z and supposed to be dominating but when it's time to win the actual matches that actually matter, that you have built up to be the ones that actually mean something, they always fucking lose. And Kyle, I just, better... tell you, I just want to tell you something. You can't tell Vince how to play with his toys, okay? You just can't. He's going to set him up and knock him down and do Scuba Steve and he's going to do a fly-in and he's going to do all this other stuff. It's, it's his personal playground and the action figures are the wwe superstars well that's oh, where I mean, you're, you're wrong, wrong tony because no well, actually he is wrong because this box is not vince's box it's uncle paul's box yeah well uncle paul is trying to follow a very good formula so that he stays <laughs> second in line is all i'll say oh um um one last one last thing and then we'll get out of here because i know we i know we got to go uh do you think we should get Kofi versus Mustafa Ali. I want it just because it's going to be fucking fire and the story is right there. But after that, they got to do something with Mustafa because, like, retribution is going nowhere fast. They, you know, it's it's too bad for Ali. Like, if you think about it, real life, real time, and getting hurt and... Kofi ended up getting his run. And if you want to think that Mustafa Ali was going to get the type of run that Kofi had heading into WrestleMania, I, I just don't think that that's the case. I agree it would be a great match. But, yeah, Retribution, and maybe everybody in the back was right that these people were all set up to fail from the beginning with this gimmick. I don't think they were set up to fail with the gimmick itself. I think what I just talked about a second ago is a good example. Retribution are a good example of you bring them in as one thing that is allegedly this like dominant force that's trying to tear the company down and blah, 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 blah. 
But then when it comes time to have like actual matches and like actual things that matter, you have them lose. And then you have them in a seven month feud with Ricochet. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like it worked for the hurt business. (laughs) It worked for the hurt business. They were, they were done to me. Right. They were, they were done to me when after they signed contracts, which you, I can accept that. Like I can understand why you did that from a, from a, you know, tear it down from within. Right, right, right. And you know, uh, suspicion of disbelief. But when they started being good soldiers and coming down the ramp, and like and you, that means you're in the locker room, like that you lost me. Had you done like aces and eights and came through the crowd, or it always felt like it was something ominous when you guys showed up. No, you come through the curtains. That means you got to go through Gorilla and talk to Vince. Like that is the, so. It's the stupidest thing to me. And you, they lost me there. Um. So, but WrestleMania is uh, at this point now. What is it? Five, six weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. We're surely going to start getting more matches booked. Um, fast lane is in a few weeks. Um, uh, here on the edge next week, we'll definitely preview revolution. Um, and, uh, on DWI next week, they'll continue to get drunk and, you know, par, par for the course. It's a true story. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Tony, thank you for coming. Tell the good people where they can find you, sir. And then Kyle, take over, sir. No, hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you responding to me this morning, kind of last second. Wanted to throw something together and get a show out. And then you had the idea for me to just come on with you guys. So thank you for uh, getting up a little earlier than you wanted to, Kyle. Always, oh, I was uh, already awake. Okay. All right. I uh, I had a great time. I wasn't. Finally getting to podcast with you, Kyle. So uh, you guys keep up the great work on Outsiders. I want to thank everybody that's listening to Chair Shot Radio Network. We're we're trying to just keep it going, keep it growing. So uh, you can find me at PC Tunney and uh, most days on Chair Shot Radio Network. Well, thanks again, PC. I really enjoyed having you this week. We'll have to have you on again in the future for sure. Um, y'all, remember, you can find our good brother Carl on Twitter, the best Twitter of the show, at Outsider Curvin, K-E-R-V-I-N. You can find me on Twitter, at Dr. S'mores. You can find our good brother Rance on Twitter, at... PC Tunney's favorite black guy. And at... <laughs> it's Ray Cash. Why is it Mysterio? next week. I was going to say, don't worry, PC. We won't tell Platt, and he won't listen to the show, so he'll never know. It's me... Jonas and then Platt. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Outsiders Edge CS. Um, as always, we are part of the Chairshot Radio Network at Chairshot Media, where you always use body parts, preferably your head. <laughs> and remember, y'all, we here at the Outsiders Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing absolutely everything we can to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to say some things that might upset you, like for as much as AEW talks that bullshit about how ratings matter more than social media, they sure depend on social media more than they do ratings. Um, they do. And other times we're going to hit you with some ridiculous shit like, what we think is going to happen at WrestleMania when there's only two matches booked and five weeks until the show. Oh, souls.
Usos. But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. And, like, you got to respect that. Because if you don't, well, Rance asked PC, and he said that we still just don't give a fuck. I've been given official clearance by the company to say, fuck them. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.